from the National Society of Genetic Counselors, this is the NSGC podcast series. Exploring stories of leading voices and best practices in genetic counseling. Welcome to the NSGC podcast series. I'm your host, Naomi Wagner. Today, we have a special edition episode. I'll be speaking with our past podcast host, Kalita Leaquat. But today, she'll be joining as a guest speaker in her capacity as the vice chair of the NSGC Justice, Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion Committee, or JEDI Committee. We are going to discuss some general information about the Exeter Group's organization DEI assessment of NSGC and address some common questions about the Exeter Group's report. As a reminder, in 2020, NSGC contracted with the Exeter Group, a consulting agency that specializes in health equity and organizational assessments of diversity, equity, and inclusion. NSGC engaged the Exeter Group to complete a DEI assessment of NSGC and to provide recommendations for how NSGC can become a more just, equitable, diverse, and inclusive organization. The Exeter Group has completed their assessment The full report and an executive summary are available now for our membership, the genetic counseling community, and other stakeholders. The report was released on April 28, 2021, and is open for comment until June 9, 2021. In today's episode, Kalita will provide some background about the report, discuss the nuts and bolts of the comment process, and answer questions that have been raised by the genetic counseling community surrounding the report. We hope this conversation will be helpful to you as you decide how to share your voice and engage with this report. The goal of the NSGC podcast series has always been to explore best practices and leading voices in genetic counseling. So today we're flipping the script a bit and hoping that we will inspire you to share your voice in this important discussion. So let's dive in. Welcome back, Kalita. Thank you so much, Naomi. I'm so happy to be back and be sitting on the other side of the microphone this time. Great to have you. So first, can you briefly describe the main purpose of the Exeter survey? Yeah, the Exeter survey and report really represents a couple of different things. I think one, it represents a first step or a next step in the journey towards making the National Society a more just, equitable, inclusive, and equal place that represents a lot of different voices and perspectives in our field, but it's also a document. For those of you who have gone through it or are thinking about going through it, the bulk of the report documents our colleagues' experience as genetic counselors and serves as something that's permanent. That's a snapshot in time that serves the purpose of guiding strategic planning. This happens to be a year where the NSGC is going through strategic planning for the next three to five years. And having a document like this is so powerful in guiding those next steps that we're trying to take. Where can this report be found? And what about any summaries or additional pieces that we've heard mentioned about the report? That's a great question. So the easiest place to find the report is on the NSGC website. So you can go to nsgc.org forward slash J-E-D. 
D-I. And around the middle of the page is where all of this information is housed. And so there's three major items that you can find there. So first, an executive summary. This is a 17-page document that goes through the high-level summary of the over 300-page report. Now, 17 pages might sound daunting, but I'll tell you a lot of those pages are covered with tables that summarize the recommendations, some of the other aspects of the demographics of the folks who participated in not only the focus groups, but also documents that were submitted to Exeter for review and just a lot of really good nuggets of information. The second thing is the report itself. Like I mentioned, it's over 300 pages, but again, a lot of those pages include tables, demographic information, pie charts, and what I find particularly interesting are those slices of life and opinions and experiences that genetic counselors have gone through. And so a lot of the report is quotes and words taken from our colleagues who participated in the focus group. What you'll also find is a video that Sarah Riordan recorded. It's about 40 to 45 minutes and again goes over the really high level information. So if you're not a reader or don't have time to read, that video summarizes a lot of the key information that we're trying to convey with the report. And all of that can be found on the website. Do you need to be logged in to an NSGC account in order to access these materials and read the report? Not at all. It's in front of the paywall. So what NSGC tried to do is make it as available as possible. So not only is the report available to folks outside of the membership, so meaning uh, genetic counselors who are not members of NSGC, students, prospective students, genetic counseling assistants, you know, anybody who has a stake or is interested in this report has the opportunity to read it in its entirety. But moreover, they also have the opportunity to comment on the content and recommendations of the report. I know the last day to provide the feedback is Wednesday, June 9th, 2021. Why this deadline? And why is the feedback of the survey being asked for now? This is an interesting question. So a lot of thought went into deadline. There's a couple of different models we could have used. We could have left it open until we hit a certain number of comments or for enough of the membership to weigh in. But we went with the six-week deadline because we wanted to have the comments back ahead of the strategic planning and board meetings that are going to be happening through the summer. One of the reasons is there's a lot of action items. There's a lot of recommendations that are bucketed into, you know, immediate, near future, and far future. And some of the immediate recommendations are already in play. What NSGC is looking for in part is for the membership or genetic counselors at large to help us figure out which of the recommendations the membership would like to see implemented now versus a year from now two years from now, five years from now. So in doing the strategic planning, figuring out what's important to the membership because the society represents the membership, we wanted feedback, we wanted comments. And so the feedback is important in that it's going to be one of the factors taken into account when trying to rank all of the recommendations that are in the report. And there's over 50 recommendations. Some of the recommendations are 
straightforward, easily implemented, and actually taking place now in terms of action. Others need to be prioritized. The board could have done that behind closed doors or only involved members of the JDI committee, but they decided that they wanted to hear from everyone. And so six weeks might sound like a lot to some people or very short to others. It's kind of the sweet spot that we landed on ahead of those strategic planning meetings. And how do people provide this feedback? Is it all written feedback? Are there other formats of feedback that are accepted or being asked for? I learned a lot through this process of figuring out how to collect the feedback. And so upon recommendation, NSGC has invested in a third-party vendor that manages feedback for open comment periods just like this. And so we have a third-party vendor that has a survey open for individuals to log their comments in writing. This can be done anonymously to protect the identity of the counselors or individuals who are commenting or you can actually enter your name and location to be tracked. One of the things we wanted to do was to return a reply to folks who are providing the feedback. This way, this ensures that feedback is acknowledged and commented on. It's not just going into a void, never to be seen again. And so it kind of gave us a level of transparency in knowing that every comment that is put into the system is read and analyzed. However, we do acknowledge that some folks might not feel comfortable or safe in providing feedback with their name on it. And so we do have that anonymous option. It's the most efficient way for us to collect the feedback. Having said that, once the feedback is in on an individual level, on the NSGC JEDI website, we also have a video feature. So we're inviting folks who have read and have gone through the report to give us feedback via video. 90 seconds or 60 seconds. It's a quick click of the button. Another aspect that I don't think we've talked a lot about is there's a lot of organizations within an SGC, such as SIG, special interest groups, or committees that are providing group feedback. And so if you're part of a SIG or a committee, you might want to reach out and see if you don't already know how and when the group is providing feedback at the group level. But that doesn't preclude you from also sending in individual comments because your comment might not be in line with what the group thinks and you might just want to make sure that your feedback is provided. And so we're taking it in different ways. That's definitely good to know. So thinking about the individual feedback. I've heard some people wondering what type of feedback is NSGC looking for? Does it have to be detailed? Does it have to involve solutions? Does it have to have sort of an optimistic spin on it? Or are they open to all sorts of feedback? I think I personally, and and most of the folks at the NSGC, if not all, are, I think, realistic with the feedback. And so we're we're taking it all, the good, the bad, the ugly, the candid, the curated, we, we want all feedback. One of the things to think about is since we're using some of this feedback into our strategic planning, knowing where folks are on this journey, knowing what their reactions are, allows the board to kind of meet the membership where the membership is. And so if all we get is positive feedback, we might start our next step at the wrong place. 
If we get mixed feedback, then we can weigh where would be the best next step to go. So obviously, positive feedback is great. Everybody loves positive feedback, but constructive feedback, angry feedback, good feedback, we'll take it all. We're going to read it all, look for themes, categorize all of it, and just kind of see where the feedback takes us in terms of next steps. Good to know. Even if short feedback is open and welcome, I know that with the pandemic and just life in general, many genetic counselors are really busy and they're balancing schedules, family, additional responsibilities. So do you have any tips for how to efficiently review the report and provide this feedback? Because I know it can be daunting for a lot of people. Oh, for sure. I am one of those people. I had to read the report, obviously, because of my position within the JEDI committee. And I do have some advice. Reading the report alone, I think, is a step. And, and wanting to read the report, starting with the executive summary might be a good place. It's 17 pages, a lot of tables. You get a really good overview of what the content is. And then if you know you don't have any more time to read the actual, you know, 344 odd pages, you can selectively go through the report. The actual report has a great table of contents. And if you're really just interested in demographics, or you're really interested in, you know, the religious aspect or the geographical aspect, you can just go to those sections of the report and read that. I don't think that for a lot of people reading the whole report is going to be in the works. We're about halfway through the open comment period. There's three weeks left. Realistically, we all have so many things to juggle. So reading pieces of it, especially the ones that speak to us, we're just sticking to the executive summary is completely acceptable or the video even and providing comment based on that, I think will be welcome. Another concern I've heard from some genetic counselors of color and genetic counselors who have identities that are underrepresented in our field. They've said that they're honestly tired of advocating for diversity and inclusion in our field. And they feel that they have been doing that for years without success. And in addition, some folks in our field may have already been asked this year to provide feedback to their employer or other organizations about DEI or asked to help lead trainings or activities related to DEI. First, I do want to acknowledge the hard work of everyone in our field who have been advocating for a more just, equitable, diverse, and inclusive profession, even when they felt they did not have the weight of NSGC or others behind them. Second, I'm wondering, what would you say to folks who are feeling tired of these asks for feedback or feel like their voice won't matter? To follow what you just said, I, I also want to say, you know, I hear you, I see you, I am one of you, I, I get it. I think that what we're trying to do is meet individual genetic counselors where they are. And so it runs the gamut. Some folks are energized by this information in the report and the investment of time and money that NSGC is putting in. And others are jaded. And I get it because there's been a long history there. Knowing that the report and the effort is going into something as concrete as next steps and strategic planning, I think for a lot does take a leap of faith. But I think at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is meet you where you are. And so if this round of commenting is not one that individuals genetic counselors feel they can participate in, there will be other opportunities. Every SIG, every committee 
has some form of JEDI activities that are happening. Obviously, we would love to have feedback at this time and hear as many voices as we possibly can in our time frame that suits the needs of what we're trying to do on a large scale, on a systemic scale, but it's not for everyone. I want those folks to know that just because you might pass on participating in this round, know that a lot of good hard work is happening at all levels and there will be other opportunities. Thanks for acknowledging that. And maybe the answer is similar, but maybe it's different. I want to use myself as an example. So Mm -hmm. I am a white, cis, heterosexual woman with two college-educated parents. So I have a lot of privilege and I hold many majority identities in this profession. And I feel that my voice and voices like mine are quite well represented within NSGC. In fact, overrepresented. I've heard people ask, is it still important for folks who share some or all of these majority identities to provide feedback as well? What would you say to that question? This is the number one question or comment I've heard in the last three weeks or so. So I'm really glad you're asking. So my answer is we absolutely need to hear from you as well, because the work of JDI is really the work of listening to all of the voices and the majority identities are part of that. I'm very focused on the strategic planning because the NSGC is going to be planning out the next three to five years. And again, with the idea of meeting the membership and meeting the needs where they are, understanding where the majority is, whichever majority you hold, and knowing where we're at allows those who are doing planning to know what that next step needs to be. And we're trying to be deliberate and considerate and cautious in deciding what that next step is. The long-term planning and the the middle-term planning seems fairly simple. It's the immediate planning that I'm more focused on and knowing where to start. What kind of messaging, programming needs to happen in order to serve not only the minority, but also the majority, because the majority has needs as well. And that could be something like understanding what it is to be an ally. Hearing those voices, I think, is crucial and important, and every voice counts. And I like what you said about allyship. From what I read, there are some parts of the report that are quite tough to read and some parts that inspire me to be more involved with JEDI efforts, both within and outside of NSGC. If there are listeners now who are interested in taking a more active role already in NSGC's JEDI activities, do you have any recommendations for how they can get involved or where they can start? Yeah, this is a great question as well, because depending on where you are with all of this, listening to this podcast might be the first thing that you've done. You might not have gone to the NSGC website or clicked on the report. And so listening to this podcast might be your first step. I'd say the next step would be to look at it, look at the report, look at the executive summary, watch the video, obviously comment. (laughs) That's why I'm here. Another step could be within the society, reaching out to a special interest group or a committee that is doing the work at a systemic level. Another aspect could be talk to your colleagues, reach out within your institution to see, is there JEDI efforts? Are there? And how can you participate in that? If you're a supervisor and you feel like you need training, is there training out there? How can you participate in that? And I feel like I'm talking about the imagery of concentric circles. Start really close and then continue to expand your reach to see what can you learn. The really important piece is also to listen 
listen to what your colleagues are saying, listen to what your patients are saying. None of what I've been talking about thus far has involved our interaction with patients, but certainly GADI efforts are there as well. And so it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be, you know, grandiose. It can start as easily as just listening and asking a question, not being afraid, being brave and asking maybe a question you wouldn't think of asking a colleague about all of this and doing that listening. That's great. And I think helpful to think about the importance of this work more broadly in our, for our patients and our communities as well. So I wanted to take this opportunity because as you noted, you've been asked many questions about this report already. So as the vice chair of the NSGC JEDI committee, are there other questions you've been asked frequently about the extra report or the feedback process or what NSGC plans to do with the information that you think would be helpful to review with our audience? Yeah, I think one of the questions that is the most emotional, I guess, that I've received is, does my feedback really mean anything? And the answer is we're documenting. Your feedback is documented and will live within the NSGC archives for a long time. When I say that this document is important, I really do mean it. That documentation is a snapshot in time and knowing that you've contributed to the vision of what our future could be, I think is really meaningful. Now, having said that, it's not always easy for folks to share, especially for those within our profession who don't hold majority views, regardless of what they are. That's not easy to be able to say, you know, I am a genetic counselor, but I don't espouse the beliefs of others. If people do choose to comment with their name as opposed to anonymously, they can expect to get reached out to in some way about their comments? Correct. Yes. Once the committee and the board has reviewed the feedback, can we expect more updates in the future about the actions or changes happening in our profession? Absolutely. And a lot of this, ideally, we want to have some sort of plan to present at the annual conference this fall. So when we think about the six-week open comment period, the following strategic planning, ultimately, we want to have some sort of feedback to the membership in the fall and circle back there. Absolutely. And beyond. We're talking about 2021, but the work doesn't end at the end of the year. Well, we can stay tuned for more. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kalita. It was great to have you back on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. That concludes this special edition episode of the NSGC podcast series. For more information on this topic, to read the Exeter report, and to provide your feedback and use your voice, please visit nsgc.org forward slash J-E-D-I. This recording is produced by the National Society of Genetic Counselors. I'm your host, Naomi Wagner, and we'll see you next time.